1: Welcome to another edition of Tag the Role. This is your host Mark Schindler. I'm joined as always by my co-host uh, colleague and good friend Zach Milner. Zach how are you doing today man?
2: I'm doing good as always for the second time. Uh-
1: <laughs> yeah well I you know I thought about it as soon as I said it but you know we're, we're gonna go with it for now.
2: Um, yeah I mean it, going forward it is like that so I'm, I'm with you but yeah I'm doing good. Um, great first week of, of college basketball. Not the most exciting matchups that we got to see but so many games and so many players to watch and then this week's going to be great matchups so I'm looking forward to it
1: yeah me too there's I think uh I've, I'm kind of on basketball overload right now in a good way I've uh I've I think I've mostly managed to keep myself sane and it's still been fun obviously but like there's so much going on with the NBA uh and I mean women's and men's college started at the exact same time so I've been it's been a whirlwind man but there's a lot of stuff I want to watch still. There's a lot of stuff I have seen. Um, There's stuff I want to rewatch. Like it's what a year to start off with. Uh, First and foremost though, um, DJ Wagner top prospect in next year's class just committed to Kentucky right before we got on. So exciting stuff. I think that was kind of expected uh, as we were talking about before we got on, but regardless um, that will be exciting to see how their class kind of rounds out for next year and what that's going to look like. Um, but you know, in terms of what we're going to do today, we're going to start off talking about this week in college. We're going to close out talking about some of the top rookies uh, in the NBA, how they've looked, because as we mentioned in our first pod, we really want to dive into more rookie scale stuff and just looking at growth and development throughout. So to start, uh, I think we're going to talk about Kansas. I know that's what we have first on our docket. And without even talking about this from a prospect standpoint, this Kansas team is just fun, man. Like, I really like Washington. Like, they, they were fun last year, but this year, they're doing a lot more switching. They're playing a pretty aggressive ball screen defense. They're, I mean, Dewan Harris is out there, but then they're running four guys who are 6'7 to 6'9 uh, in their starting lineup, and I've really enjoyed it. Um, what were your kind of just initial impressions and takeaways watching Kansas this weekend? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. And and we've seen it sort of the last couple of years when McCormick wasn't on the floor when they had Jalen yeah. Wilson out there. And a lot of the the talk around Jalen Wilson or like the case for him is he just allows you to do a variety of different things with what he does. But the interesting thing about him this year with Jalen Wilson is he's attempting a lot more threes right now and he's and he's shooting well as well. We'll see if that actually keeps up. But he struggled shooting the ball last year, one to the Julie Combine. And the scrimmages there, shot really well. Got invited to the NBA Combine. Obviously came back to school, but first game of the year this year, shot looked nice. I think he attempted seven threes, and that was the third most he's attempted in a game in his whole college career already. Um, And what, I think 52 games before that opening game, he had never attempted over that more than twice. So just seeing the volume from three for him, um, and the efficiency is good with him because, like you said, they're switching a lot, and if he's able to space the floor as well, it just makes the offense so much more fun to watch as well.
1: Yeah, and what's been fun, too, like their pace has been pretty wild to start. Um They're doing a lot of just let whoever gets the ball grabs and goes, um, which has been cool to watch because other than, like, I mean, KJ Adams will flip the ball, um, but everybody else has pretty much been empowered to, to, to take the ball in transition, but especially Jalen. I think especially in, like – I think. I mean, I know, I know you and I both watched the Omaha game. Um, the passing wasn't anything like crazy, but at the same point, I still think it was cool, like getting to witness like, OK, they're really empowering Jalen. Like, we're going to let you run, rip and run, uh, make things happen. And he did stuff like early transition paint touches and just spraying the ball. Out. And I think that's valuable stuff, especially like you mentioned with um, with the three starting to fall more for him.
2: So so I have a question for you with him. Where where are you on his touch around
1: the basket, whether it's off of cuts or him driving himself? Where, where do you stand on that? That's a good question. I think that's something I want to see play out more this year. Last year for me, um, it was, I mean, it was kind of shoddy. I think part of it was, uh, like, he's really good at being physical and getting to his spots, but I think his leaping ability alongside his handle is not great right now. Mm-hmm. Um which I think has been an issue for him. But I do think that's something that has looked maybe a little bit better this year. Granted um, they haven't played massive uh, front courts and they haven't played awesome competition yet. So I'll be interested to see how that continues to play out. But if he's going to shoot, like I don't expect him to be like a 40 46% three point shooter the rest of the year. But if he's shooting above like league average, I think it makes it a little bit more interesting to, um, I would be interested to see if he can get to the line more because he's only gotten in line, I think four times uh, in the first two games, Um, which again, part of that's been where he's playing from. But granted, like even on, unlike both ends of the ball, I think that's been like the one saying criticism is unfair because it's not really anything you control, but like Jalen's just not a very good leaper on either end of the ball right now. And I don't think that's going to change.
2: Yeah. And and back to the, the touch thing with, with last year, I'm, I'm pretty much with you there. I think there were some times where he showed some touch, but, there was a decent amount of times where I think he just missed some shots that he should be making around the rim. And I think that actually showed a lot more come down the stretch of last year, where it's sort of is like still stuck in everyone's mind with him. But, but yeah, the touch was always a little bit inconsistent to me around the rim and how I feel about his finishing is up in the air. If he can become a better finisher along with the shot staying consistent, you have a really intriguing prospect though, because of how you can have lineups around him. And it just, allows for a lot of versatility. Um, Moving on from him, I think we both loved Grady Dick's first game. Yes. Um, So do you want to give some thoughts there?
1: Yeah, well, one last thing I do want to say about Jalen. I do think, like, just speaking defensively, um, I think he's a fine defender. Like, I don't think that he's bad. I think, like, again, like, you're not really expecting any kind of rim protection from him. But I do think that he at least brings some switchable on, like, some threes – all fours and, and, you know, he can, you can defend some fives cause he's pretty strong, but um Grady Dick was awesome in this game, man. Like he was, he, I mean, it's easy to be like, oh, he didn't look like a freshman out there, but like he just did the things that I really enjoy out of Grady Dick, which is um pretty funky crafty finishing around the rim. Like he will pull out. So some of the things that he, like I, I clipped one and threw it up on Twitter where he does like kind of like a windmill layup. And that's just kind of like the routine Grady Dick stuff. Um, he looked really good attacking second side. Uh, he's shooting the ball extremely well. Um, I think the passing showed out more than the assist numbers would indicate. And the biggest thing was just deflections. Like he was everywhere. I think he was definitely over aggressive at points. But at the same time, I thought his instincts were just really, really solid. Um, he's obviously gonna have to hone it in, but I think again, that's something we're gonna see happen more as, as we get into. It deeper non-conference play
2: yeah i think the the activity on defense and the deflections like i was i was hand tracking his deflections had him at eight total deflections the whole game and he actually had a couple other disruptions where like he stunted they he stunted or he like tried to overplay a pass where they had to hesitate and not throw that pass and throw another direction which led to a turnover somewhere else so eight deflections himself and some other disruptions but like you said can overplay it at times but I think he got backdoored once or twice. But I think with with his aggressive style and, and those deflections and the activity, you'll live with getting backdoored once or twice if it's not too much, right? Like yeah. if you get backdoored once, but you're getting three or four deflections and it's two or three steals, you're fine with that. But yeah, he's gonna have to learn to to probably still turn it back a little. But yeah, the, the activity on defense
1: was was my favorite part about that game from him. It's just it was just great to see. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm really excited to see how he continues to play out. Um, especially too, because like, I, I mean this again, like this team just overall, I I don't know where I land yet as like MJ Rice on MJ Rice as a prospect, but he like, he had a, he had a decent game in his first game back against North Dakota state. Cause he missed game one. Um, but this, like you mentioned, I think this team just does a lot of things where it can be a lot of offensive continuity, trying to run a ton of guys who can kind of all handle shoot and score at the same time. Um, so I'm interested to see how that continues to play out. Like, do we get to see Grady actually run some more action? So I think mostly like his, his two assists were off of closeouts, if I remember correctly. I don't think he was actually off of ball screens. It didn't really seem like he was getting too many opportunities to run them. Um, so I am interested to see if that changes at all. Um, I'm trying to think if I want to. Did you want to talk about Kevin McCullough for a sec?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to bring up one more thing about Grady, but, but yeah, yeah, I'm not talk about McCullough as well, but yeah, with him, like I thought he had some nice timely cuts as well to, to get some points that way. And also a couple good relocations. So this seems like a smart guy off the ball. Um, but yeah, with, with McCullough, I thought that the, the shot is still a little bit of a question mark there, but I thought he was really active on defense. I think mm-hmm. that he was making a lot of plays happen there. Um, a little bit too jumpy at times with biting on handles or pump fakes where, The discipline can be a little bit better, but I I think that he's going to have a pretty big impact for them defensively this year. Didn't have many assists in that game, but I thought the passing looked solid as well. One thing that stood out was in transition, pretty nice footwork to get around his man to get to the basket, because there's always one guy trying to stop him in transition, stepped around them pretty easily to get a good angle and and finish at the rim. But yeah, I I thought him him versus Jalen Wilson this year, I think they're going to both have like on and off games, but they're both going to be pretty important to Kansas. And, I think, um, yeah, Kevin McCullough should be looked at pretty closely as
1: well this year, though, if if, if the shot can come around. Yeah, I agree. That's just what's going to be interesting to see. Because I do think uh, as much as, like, some of the shooting stuff looks nice right now, I would say Grady is the only guy I really look at on this team as, like, a real plus shooter, like, on volume. Like, I, I think – because, again, like, just based on Jalen's trajectory, like, I don't expect this to continue. I hope it does, but – I feel like that's being, you know, overly uh overly excited. Like DeWan Harris has never really been a shooter as much as I love watching DeWan Harris play. Um, I think I mean MJ is probably a solid shooter in, in volume, but again, like his first season of college, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But yeah, especially with McCullough, like I feel like it'll be really interesting to see how um he continues to coalesce in the offense because I don't feel like um not that he's not comfortable in his role, but I do think it'll take some time to see how he continues to to mold into it because I'm, I need to track and, and go back and look and see how, how many shots. He didn't take that many less shots with Texas Tech last year, but he had the ball in his hands a lot more than he's going to have it this year. Um, so I am interested to see how that plays out just because like he is a really good passer and decision maker. So um, for his size. Um, did you want to hit on anything else Kansas related? I think I'm good with Kansas. Want to go to the next game? Actually, yeah, I do want to give one shout-out. Ernest Udett Jr., not as a draft prospect right now, but somebody who is really just fun to watch, um, probably a little bit more mobile than David McCormick, brings in a lot of the same skills. Um, so even though this team is, like, getting smaller and, and switchy um, and just having a lot of wings, like, they do have some guys who they can bring in the front court that are fun to watch. Overall, like, this team, I'm not ready to say, like, national title contender or anything, but I do think, like, they're going to be. Back in pretty deep playoff contention again, so play. I mean postseason. (laughs) Jeez, but yeah, let's go on to our next game. That's gonna be Michigan against. It was it was IPFW, right? Yeah, yes, Fort Wayne. Um, and I mean this is the Jet Howard game, as far as I'm concerned. But we'll all I'll dive into the Eastern Michigan game as well towards the end of this. But uh, let's just let's put it like this. Um. I went back because I wrote something about Jet this morning, just to look and see on all of the "quote unquote" like way too early mock drafts to see where Jet Howard was. Do you want to know where, where he was on the mock drafts?
2: Um, he wasn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. He <laughs> wasn't.
1: Um, and like. Like he was not even getting like second round mocked on on most of these. And I think part of that's probably because people are like, well, if he's not one and done, well, how would he go? Yeah, exactly. Um, but at the same point, I still think like going into this year, I was pretty firm on jet Howard as a first round draft prospect. And I think we can pretty safely say that's what's playing out so far right now. Um, what stood out to you the most watching jet in this game?
2: I think with him, I mean the volume from three is something that just stood out to me immediately everyone who knows me and how I like prospects. I have a thing for these big shooters. We'll talk about it probably a lot this year, and I've mentioned it before, but Cam Johnson, Kispert, these guys who have this kind of size who can shoot at a high volume and knock down threes at a high rate, they're just really valuable, I think, to have, especially if they can bring any kind of ancillary skills of being able to attack closeouts and and pass or just bringing – some kind of smart off-ball defense. So I think his shooting from from deep um, with the the volume and efficiency was the, the thing that I liked seeing the most. But the thing that stood out to me in the second half, he had those back-to-back possessions where he's curling those screens. I forgot which one came first and which one was second. I'm pretty sure that the kickout came first, but on the first one, he curled the screen, gets into the paint, um, draws a help defender, kicks it out for an assist for three. Um, and the next one was... Same exact play, pretty much. Curls the screen, gets into the paint, help doesn't come, and he finishes at the rim. So seeing him be able to to make other plays without just spotting up from three was very nice to see.
1: Yeah, I think you brought up so many things that I want to talk about. I love Jet Howard as a prospect. Like, I think to me, I granted, this is off two games and watching him at IMG pretty thoroughly. Like, I think that I'm pretty comfortable saying he's a top 20 guy right now for me. Um, like you mentioned with the shooting like it's not just like he's a good shooter it's like I think that he could be potentially great shooter like he's doing stuff like I think what's interesting and not to consider it the same way but like I mentioned on writing something it will be out tomorrow in some ways you can compare a lot of what happened what what Jet is doing compared to what Caleb Houston maybe struggled to last year because they are the same idea of prospect like this is a guy who is everything's gonna be based out of the shooting for him bigger wing um, he's shooting 41.7% from deep on 17 attempts in two games right now. And it's like he's doing stuff off relocation. He's moving with the ball handler to make sure that he's staying open for in, in passing windows. Um, he's screening and then running off actions. Uh, he's ghosting like he's doing kind of everything. Like he's taking some self created shots, like out of transition and early drag screens. Um, again, I do think some of this is like it's early i don't think he's going to shoot 42 percent all year but i'm pretty confident saying that he's like around a 40 percent shooter based on his touch and his past prior to the shooter um the release point is really good uh he's got a very quick release too like he even especially in the eastern michigan game he took a couple of uh well contested shots and still made them um like yeah this is this is awesome. Uh, (laughs) I'm, I'm excited. (laughs) I I like, I carry a lot of the same, same stuff as you. Like if you are big and you can hit shots off movement, I'm a fan. Yeah. And just to add
2: um, a bit more on the negative side, I guess with him is I think I've been a little bit, I brought up how the other guys with like Cam Johnson, smart off ball defenders. I think his off ball defense to me has been a little bit worrisome early on. I want to see that be a little bit better throughout the season. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think on the ball, doesn't move his feet the quickest, but he also isn't bad. And he's been able to like, if someone had a half a step on him, I think he's actually done a good job recovering and still blocking their Like he has a couple blocks where he's maybe even, I don't know how many he has. He has three on the year, Yeah. I think, I think all three of those has been him actually on the ball, sort of getting like a half step on him and recovering and blocking their shot. So I still think he can, I want to see him move a little bit better on the ball on defense and also um, just be a little bit more locked in off ball on defense. Those would be like the two negative things I have to say on him, but I've been pretty, pretty impressed so far with him.
1: Yeah, no, I want to, I want to add more. Cause like you mentioned with, uh with the defense, part of what was encouraging for me with the Eastern Michigan game, I thought he looked a lot better defensively. He was a lot more locked in for me. Um, and I really liked what you mentioned too, because like he's not somebody who I think is going to be like a quote unquote stopper. Like, I do think like one of the benefits he has that like, if you're just doing like the, not that you're doing as a straight comparison, but like, He's a lot stronger than Cam Johnson and has a stronger mm-hmm. lower body. So he's much more capable of, of getting stops on the perimeter. Um, but again, like you mentioned, it's the foot speed that's going to be interesting, but in the Eastern Michigan game, he did some really good stuff in terms of uh, funneling to the rim, or even if he did get beat, he had a couple blocks around the rim. Um, I thought overall it just more locked in and engaged, but also Michigan's defense can be a work of progress all year. Um, especially in the, like Noah Farrakhan, who I love watching, uh, absolutely ate their defense alive during the the game that they played in detroit at at little caesars um but in terms of like like what you mentioned with the ancillary skills what i really like most about jet is it's not uh it's not just like he's showing flashes of the ancillary stuff like i think it's already there and very real like he shows real pacing and guile as a ball handler already which that's stuff that like you're thinking, okay, maybe by year four in the NBA, somebody's starting to figure that out. Um, like, those are things that Mikhail Bridges is still kind of figuring out. And, that, again, it's not about comparison, but it's more like, I think those things pop for me. Like, he's averaging four and a half assists per game right now. And that feels very real and tangible. Like, he's running a lot of secondary ball screens. Um, like, the passing is legit. Uh, he has really good velocity and touch on it. Like, he's showing good stuff on lobs. They'll have him throw the, the post-entry passes to Hunter Dickinson pretty often because he's – really good at that like just the touch on on his passes are really good in general but also um the bigger thing that I think is going to be worth tracking this year is how his interior scoring goes because again like we're taught like I think again like the, the Caleb Houston point is an interesting one to look at because he has some of the same like not that he's a terrible vertical athlete but he's really not I would consider him pretty below the rim um even though I think he had a dunk in the first game I can't remember for sure but um, point being, like, he's going to have to be really crafty. He's going to have to do more of, uh, like, just touch base stuff, which I think he's going to be able to get to. But, that, again, that's stuff that takes time to develop out. Um, But, again, what was encouraging in the second game is he did get to the line six times after I don't think he got to the line at all in the first game against purdue for Wayne. So that was relatively encouraging. But, again, there's stuff that we're going to have to track throughout the year for sure.
2: Yeah, and one last thing I'll add on to him, I want to know your thoughts on it, is is how he looks with the ball in his hands. I know I brought up to you off the air about how I thought he looked with the ball in that one transition play. Looked a little bit stiff with the ball, not the most comfortable on that. Um, but where do you stand on that in terms of projection and upside going forward? Do you think he has any upside there or do you like him more as this off-ball kind of shooter who can hopefully attack closeouts and, and make those passes and run some secondary pick and rolls, but not too much of a, a responsibility there?
1: I think that there's a real upside there with him as a saying on ball creator sounds like a bit much, but like, I think in the same way of, um, I mean like hoping that just because he's such a good shooter, that he can derive some self-created offense because he's so good with it. Like, um, I think a lot of like what, I don't mean to keep like bringing up past prospects, but like what people thought with Patrick Baldwin jr. Last year, like before everything happened in Milwaukee, like thinking, okay, you are such a good shooter you're going to demand this much you have height you have some handle and i think jet's handle is quite a bit better but like you look at it and it's like okay well i think that there's real ability for you to maybe create and i think with jet like it's just more feasible to me cuz he's he's much better playing lower to the ground like he's interesting cuz like you mentioned his his hips are really stiff so on defense, I think he can be upright. And even, like, coming around screens on offense, I think he can be, too. He has, like, some of the same, like, AJG. Like, it, I got I to gotta take wide paths coming around screens because change of direction just isn't in my vocabulary right now. Um, but when he does get to go downhill, like, I think he's got real juice because he's got lower body flexibility. I think he has real flexibility in his torso, too. So he's just, like, he's kind of a weird athlete in that way but I do think that there's stuff there that makes me pretty encouraged about what he can do with the ball in his hands that I think is, is, is replicable.
2: Awesome. Yeah. So um, do you have anyone else on Michigan? You want to talk about Hunter Dickinson or Kobe Bufkin
1: or or Uh, Reed or like, I will say Kobe Bufkin did. I, I think that he is looking pretty good to start off, not again, not as a draft prospect right now, but I do think like he showed some good stuff as a pick and roll playmaker that I really liked in the Purdue Fort Wayne game. Um, not quite as much in the Eastern game. Um, I'd need to zero in more. I don't think that his, I don't think his defense was like good or bad. I think he was kind of somewhere in between across these first two games. Um, overall, like I, I still just need to see the scoring develop out a lot more. I don't think that the scoring is really there for me right now. Uh, where are you at on him
2: yeah I mean I think that with him there's there's times where you definitely can see the intrigue with him but I just have not seen it consistent whatsoever when yeah. I've seen from him so I just want to see more consistency from him I think there were a couple times where he just got lost on defense in the first game but I think that that, that first game was the Jet Howard game so much just focused on Jet Howard so I'm sure yep. there's a few things else that I just missed from from him but Jet was just so fun to watch that game
1: Guess he was, and I can't wait to watch more of him because I'm trying. We'll we'll get to games to to look forward to next week at the end. But I know Michigan plays somebody better this week. if I remember correctly.
2: Um, let me get that for you right now. I mean, they play they play Pittsburgh. Yeah, they play Pittsburgh yeah, on side.
1: So yeah, there's some fringy guys on Pittsburgh that'll be fun to watch. And that's at least yeah, it's a step up. So
2: yeah, and then they have they have Virginia November 29th and Kentucky December fourth. So okay, well, and, well, in a couple Kentucky weeks, you got the yeah.
1: Um, ooh, that's actually that's a really good game because um, we'll we'll be playing the who's who's getting lost on on uh, off ball defense at least Chris Livingston or Jet Howard. Um, <laughs> that, <laughs> that would be an exciting time. <laughs> will um, it be fun or not? Uh, well, <laughs> what? It could be fun to um, say. Um, no, I the game the, could game, be
2: will, a fun game the game will yeah. be fun.
1: Yeah uh well okay i'm trying to think if i wanted did you you didn't finish watching the eastern game right
2: no I, i've watched parts of it haven't watched the full game yet so i need i need to finish okay. that i've been had so many games I need to watch so i, I can well, give my thoughts next time but i'm okay. sure i mean we talked about jet a lot so probably safe to move on
1: yeah unless I you want to
2: talk about that game specifically if you have any extra thoughts i don't that...
1: i don't have too much to add i just want to say it was awesome watching imani bates do what he did in yes game. um that's, like, that very – like, I was saying worried headed into that game is the wrong way to put it. I just was, like, really intrigued to see how he would look um, just coming off the year that he's had. And, you know, obviously weird offseason for him as well. I'm um, glad that everything is kind of checked out with that. But, like, the contested insane shot making he had in that game was, like, for real. Uh, Just multiple deep pull-up threes that are contested coming off screens. Like – the yeah. one
2: leg, the one leg, like a little fade away on, yes. the, on the left, on the like left mid range area. So like the Arizona game was, was going on when that game was playing. So I was yeah. watching Arizona, but like every commercial or at, at halftime, I'd always switch in. That's why I've seen like a, probably like a fourth or a half of the game. I'll watch the rest yeah. of the game later, but whenever I would tune in, I just see some crazy shot making from him. Like that's, and you and you could see he's having fun out there.
1: Yeah, no, it was cool. And he had a, he had a really nice putback dunk too on uh over Taurus Reed. Um, which it seems minute, but to me, that was awesome because, like, I feel like one of my biggest issues with him at Memphis last year was where he could kind of, if he didn't have the ball in his hands, I felt he could kind of float. And in that game, like, he showed real assertiveness attacking without the ball in his hands. That's the kind of stuff I want to see because he's, you know, Jake and I talked about this a bunch last year. Like, he's not somebody who I think is going to be a dominant on-ball scorer, but he has the tools to be an awesome off-ball scorer. Um, and finding your finding ways to pick your spots without the ball in your hands is really essential. So yeah, that was fun to watch. Um,
2: Since you gave a quick shout out to Taurus Reed there. Um, I think with him, just, yeah, just a, just a quick thing on him. I think he's had some, some good rotations on defense, but the thing that stood out to me the most is he gets off the ground so quickly when going yes. for blocks after the rotations. And I think that's something that I, I'm looking forward to watching with Michigan. I'm um, going forward as well.
1: Yeah. 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 So that's a, Oh, I do want to talk about that because Taurus to me is a guy who I think if things really pop this year, could go one and done. Like I really like him. Um, but it's been wonky because I don't, I have to check lineup data. It's always, I'm worse at finding lineup data for college. Than I am for anything else, but um, I don't think they've tried to play Taurus and Hunter all together, um, which I get, but I do think there are going to be opportunities for that during big 10 play. Um, just, just, by nature of there always isn't as a seven footer (laughs) yeah uh it's gonna happen the purdue game um so i'm interested to see how that works out um but yeah like you mentioned like his stats don't pop off the board but i thought like you mentioned in the ip fw game like some of the rotations he had like they were often letting him play on like just the weakest shooter in the other front court and he would like roam off really hard and then he still had some good closeouts back um so yeah i'm interested really good ground coverage guy fun screener I want to see them build more of their bench offense around him and Kobe Bufkin because they seem to have a good pick and roll connection already. But, um, you know, TBD on that. But, yes, I I am – this Michigan team is going to be really fun to watch throughout the year because they're just the, – they're a funky roster build. Um, but, yeah. All right. Let's move on to – do you want to go first or you want me to go first? Because I do sure, have a lot I, to say. Yeah, yeah I, I think
2: we both have a lot to say. I'll bring up a game that I watched recently, which was UNC Asheville versus UCF. Two more under-the-radar guys. I guess Taylor Hendricks isn't that under-the-radar because he has gotten a lot of talk since the season started. He's been Early very good. leading the, the entire
1: 2022 RSCI class in scoring, 19 points per game right now. So how did Keontae? Yeah, he's he's been very good so far. Actually haven't watched the full Florida State
2: game yet. I have that game um, on my schedule to, to watch once we're done recording here, actually, but the UNC Asheville game, thought was was really intriguing i guess the quick sell for taylor Hendricks, 6'9 freshman impressive movement ability good athleticism length did a really good job driving and finishing at the rim in this game and and was showing the patience on drives he had this one drive where he was attacking left um sp- spun to get to the middle but it wasn't where like he got cut off because he couldn't create anything and he had to res- like rely on the spin to actually create a good spot um it was it was a good spin got to the middle of the paint Finished with his right, with his length at the basket. Just really nice to finish. And uh, another drive where just used a pump fake to get Drew uh, Pember up in the air and just finished uh, with a nice touch shot. I think that he's had a couple ridiculous rotations for blocks. There was, I don't remember who it was on USC Asheville who went out for the dunk, but he had a great rotation, just blocked the dunk um, right at the rim. Really quick second jump. So I think with him, he's just definitely someone to keep an eye on. The Florida State game. I'm excited to watch that when we're done here, but I also wanted to give a quick shout out to to Drew Pember. And I guess CJ Kelly and Brandon Suggs also deserve a mention from UNC Asheville. I mean, yeah, for, for, for UCF, but Drew Pember on on UNC Asheville, the scoring instincts and the shooting at six ten with him was, was really impressive. He dropped 40 in this game. I mean, it was a double overtime game. Um, He actually fouled out, I think at the end of the first overtime, but regardless really intriguing shooter and had a nice like jab step cross into a pull up at 6'10. He uh was actually the defensive player of the year in the Big South last year as well. So if you can just combine the, the the defense with the shooting and the scoring, pretty intriguing. He he's not young. He he's been in college for a bit, so he's it's not like he's new or anything, but I think he's someone who people should keep an eye on this year. He actually came if I remember correctly, he came from Tennessee. Um, Was at Tennessee his first couple of years and transferred. Um, let me just double check to make sure. Yeah, 2019 and 2020 was both at Tennessee. So I think with, with him, just someone to keep an eye on. Um, but yeah, the, the shooting, scoring and defense at 6'10 is intriguing, but we want to see him against good competition level. Um, And I think I, I tweeted this already, but they have on the schedule, I think they play Arkansas coming up. Um, no, they played Dayton. USCF plays Arkansas, but UNC Asheville plays Dayton. So him versus Ron Holmes, December tenth, yeah. will be really really fun to watch.
1: And I'm very excited for UCF Dayton. Um, I mean UCF Arkansas, my bad, because yeah. I haven't watched Arkansas yet. But there's a lot that I need to dive into with seeing Arkansas. Um, yeah, I'm I like I I, I think I told you before Gian, I have the UCF FSU game downloaded mainly because I want to watch Taylor Hendricks, but also. Jesus Christ, I need to know what the hell's going on with Florida State. Um, this has to be Leonard Hamilton's worst start ever, right? Like, that – I mean, yeah, I think that kind of goes without saying. but Yeah, um, it was
2: weird to me watching that UNC Asheville game and, and how they lost. And I think it does speak to how good Drew Pember was because they got, like, good play out of C.J. Kelly and Brandon Suggs as well as Taylor Hendricks. And it was weird, I think. Early on, when, when Drew Pember went off, Taylor Hendricks wasn't guarding Pember. Then they put Hendricks on Pember and he did a much better job. And, and Pember started to slow down a bit, then heated back up. But yeah, they got some good play out of their players and they just still couldn't pull up the win. So that, I think that speaks to how Drew Pember played. But yeah, there's something going on there. Um, FSU, but, but yeah, UCF. Uh, Yeah. I think I sort of mixed up the teams that you are talking about there, but it's okay.
1: No, you're good. Don't worry about it. Um, well, yeah. Okay. Uh, do you want me to go now? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So who do I want to talk about first? All right. I'll talk about Gigi Jackson because I knew absolutely nothing about Gigi Jackson heading into the year. Um, and they played for, for South Carolina, um, just for people who are not super aware. Gigi Jackson was the highest rated recruit that, has ever signed with South Carolina after originally being committed to North Carolina. Um he is really hard to get a read on um after watching both these games in full. Um like I I'm trying to think of the best way to word this. Um I think like you can very much tell that he's somebody who reclassed um from being 2023 to 2022. Like he very much looks like a 17-year-old out there. I think like he what's really difficult with him i was talking about this with our friend ben pfeiffer like part of what's important to remember with him is like okay this is a guy who's gonna like he's going to be a bigger developer in terms of like noticing noting like yeah he still needs like another year to like really round into his body and like kind of figure that out and um like there are times watching where you're like is he a big is he a forward what am I what like where where am I and I feel like he's kind of in the same place um part of it is South Carolina's roster um they're uh, they're not the the like best constructed roster for him in my opinion like this is very much a guy that I think like I would like to see get on ball touches which they've done some of like they've let him run a couple of ball screens but their spacing isn't the best and. They also don't really have a guard who I think can get him going and, like, trying to use him as a a roller either or trying to use him as a big. Um, So it's just been kind of weird right now because, like, they're trying him from, like, all different areas of the court. Like, they'll space him out and start him in the corners a lot, but then they'll try and get him mid-post touches. Um, And then right now, he just, like, kind of gives a lot of, like, energy big slash forward energy. Um, but also like, again, like, I don't mean that as a negative, that's more just to be fair. Like it's really hard to understand what he is as a player right now. And I think that's going to take time. Um, like he had like right now, like he's averaging 15 and nine, but the finishing has been really rough. He finished really well in the first game. but then in the game against Clemson, uh, he had some struggles playing against a much bigger front court with more D one guys. Um, but then like he had some like good flashes of drives and some ability to, um, the handle so like he had some good stuff like that reminded me almost of like you know how like Jalen Suggs would kind of like uh evade charges instead of like going up physically I think like GG showing some of that stuff which you know, on one hand like you're 6'10 and you have the coordination to do that that's pretty cool but also like finding ways to draw free throws I know I'm like going on and on here but point being because I'm trying not to sound overly negative like this is very much like I need to like figure out what's going on here as the year goes on, because there's, there's a lot happening without like a very concrete idea of what, what is happening.
2: Yeah. And to add on, I think he's still shown, like, I think he's had a couple of nice shots off the dribble. had that long, yeah, he had, like a nice crossover into the long two off the dribble in the Clemson game. And also that, that fadeaway jumper in the paint I think in the second half, early second half of the Clemson game, pretty high release, got high off the ground. It was a really tough shot for someone to contest. And he knocked that down. Um, but you brought up the, the finishing struggles and the the first half of that game, there was that one play where he fi- he missed his finish at the rim, got it back and it's one up strong for the dunk, a little put back on his own miss. So yeah, I see everything you're, where you're coming from and I mostly agree, but I think we have seen some, some of the flashes as well. Um, if, if it were up to you, would you rather him play in more of the wing kind of setting or more as a big, like if you had to pick one, where, what would you rather see him with?
1: Um... In terms of,
2: I guess, in terms of, of how you want them to play as a team, or in terms of what you think is best for his development, um, in the long term.
1: Uh that's a good question. I think what's best for his development in the long term is just trying stuff, like, really. Uh, well, I I don't know. I don't because I, I don't I don't really have a great answer for this one. Because like like they have guys on the front court who are like solid and interesting, um as well not necessarily as prospects, but you know what i mean but like yeah i think it's more just i would like to see him as a wing because i feel like that opens like i'm just more interested in seeing what that becomes and i feel like if you're saying right now you're a big you're kind of uh narrowing a lot of his developmental pathways um but i think what's difficult is like he really has to shoot it and he's he's shot well but he just hasn't shot a lot yet um so again, like I think it's just I don't have I, well I, I do want to talk about his defense really quick because I was pretty because i th- I think offensively you really see where he's reclassed and that he's younger but defensively I actually was like pretty encouraged um I I don't know how much I feel like how I feel about him as a rim protector yet like I do think he's had some interesting uh rotations but he hasn't really had anything where he's like gone vertical around the rim or tried to do anything help side. Um, I think that like, that's like right now he feels like very focused on like, I'm trying to do my job and like defend my man. And he's not really like seeing out opportunities to help, but on the perimeter and in general, like in passing lands, I do think he's been pretty disruptive and found some opportunities to be really impactful there, which has been cool. Um, Like he's got good hands for his size. I think he moves his feet pretty well he definitely has like a high base. And I think, again, part of that is just like by nature being 17 and still not fully physically developed. I think like that plays a part in it too. Um, so it's, it's kind of like saying it again, not the same thing, but like kind of like when we first saw Jabari with Auburn last year, like we didn't really see a lot of the rim protection stuff. It felt like he was still trying to figure out more of like, what do I do on defense? Um, Well, obviously, like having the intangibles where he was really good already with perimeter defense, like Gigi's not on that level. But I think some of like the same kind of idea and skill set there. And it's like, all right, let's see how this continues to develop as the year goes on.
2: Yeah, luckily, we have a a full season ahead of us still. So still still plenty of time to to find out more.
1: As you can say, like, I mean, just based on what his. Like, I don't have like a real concrete answer for what his skill set is right now because yeah, it's
2: intriguing and that's exactly all it's like intriguing. that's that's, that's what i feel
1: like this i feel like he's going to be one of the tougher evaluations for me the entire year because i just i don't know what to say he's somebody i definitely want to go back and watch his uh his AAU film because he's interesting but i just don't know what to think um so yeah where, where else do you want to go
2: i guess don't need to talk about Arkansas too much here, but I just want to give a quick shout out to rookie council's finishing in that first game. I know I told you to watch it, but I think I his did. finishing his finishing in that first game was just absolutely unreal. And I'm not trying to make any bold statement or anything, but like just thinking back, I, I really can't think in recent like last few years of a single game that had better finishing than he did in that finish, like in, in that game. Just in the, in their first game, just he showed everything with the unreal athleticism, in air adjustments, ability to finish with his left hand, his right hand, a crazy like reverse poster dunk almost. Just every kind of jumping off of one foot, jumping off of two feet. Just the finishing in that game was just pretty ridiculous. I just wanted to give a shout out to him because I think that he had been a little bit intriguing at Wichita State before transferring to Arkansas, but never really was consistent throughout a full season. And I want to see how that looks this year. I think he's gotten a little bit of more on ball opportunities with Nick Smith out. And I think he's actually taken advantage of that. They're running him with some pick and rolls. They've had Trevon Brazil have a nice back. He threw a lob and got an there. The passing numbers have looked pretty solid. I think the shoot, the, the shot is still the question with him. And that has been a question before. So we'll see how that looks. And, I just want to see uh, how, how he looks when Nick Smith comes back and if he can still have an impact offense. Cause he is a pretty solid scorer even without a great shot.
1: Yeah. Uh, by virtue of like the stuff that I watched that you, you, you told me to watch. That was nice. <laughs> like that's like, and one mixtape stuff. Like that was, that was wildly impressive finishing. I think some of it was like saying just luck is unfair, but like, yeah, I, I mean, the one so. under the
2: basket where, like, the yeah. little hook shot with his left hand while under yeah, the like, basket. Yeah, like, that's I mean, not going to <laughs> go in regularly. But <laughs> yeah, like... that's what I'm saying, That like, he had everything falling in that game. It was just, it was just absurd.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, he's somebody I definitely want to watch more closely and see how that looks. Um, did you have any other Arkansas thoughts?
2: Um, it's It's been a little bit, I'd say, not ideal to watch how teams are defending Anthony Black. There are times where he was just being ignored. Um, when he's behind a three-point line, they're going under screens that are at the elbow, being in the paint while he's at the three-point line. So, not like we were too shocked with the spacing kind of stuff, but it's just hasn't been the most ideal uh, setting for them.
1: Yeah, that doesn't. I don't want to say it doesn't surprise me, but I think like we talked about this in the in the first episode, or actually we might just talk about this off air because I think part of what made us want to talk about this in general like i think with arkansas um i every person i've asked uh that's asked me who i would pick for like the national title and this is not meant as like arkansas slander but like uh i know you can't technically bet unders on national titles but i like everyone who's asked me to like just bet the under on arkansas because i just like they have so many questions to answer this year um like they're going to be very very good they are arguably the most talented team in the country but like figuring out how to play jordan walsh and anthony black together is i just don't know how you do it um same thing because like you mentioned ricky council's shot is like kind of like like nick smith might be playing through injury this year like there's just a lot of kind of weirdness here um that i think will be good eventually and they're going to be a team that thrives off being talented but we need to see a lot play out with this that's going to be interesting but also i think in some ways it could be good for them developmentally and, like trying to figure things out um i think the uh the optimist to me just says maybe anthony black and jordan walsh will just start shooting the basketball from beyond the arc but that does not seem likely at this current uh moment in time yeah
2: i mean i'm excited for them though um the maui invitational this year is gonna be really fun they play no, louisville oh, what do you say
1: I said who else
2: there? So so they play Louisville in the first game, which shouldn't be too much of a challenge for them. But the other teams will be Creighton, Texas Tech, Arizona, San Diego State, and Cincinnati and Ohio State. Casually Uh, just
1: play like five of the best defenses in the country and see how it goes.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun because I'm pretty sure they play Louisville in the first round. If they win that, they play the winner of Creighton and Texas Tech, um, which should be – a lot of fun. Arkansas against either of those teams. I mean, I'm excited for Arkansas Creighton game. If we get that, that would be great. And then Arizona, Cincinnati, and then San Diego State. Ohio State's on the other side of the bracket.
1: Well, cool. Damn. Well, I'm I'm excited for, for Maui then. Not this
2: week though, but but yeah, next week. No,
1: yeah, I know. I've Thanksgiving Thanksgiving college troops is a blast. I'm excited. Um, well, yeah, let me go into to my guys really quick because you mentioned Ohio State. I want to talk about Ohio State really quick. Um, they have Their freshman class has popped. Granted, they played Robert Morris and Charleston. So I'm not expecting this to to fully play out. But uh, Bryce Sensabaugh's usage is currently yes. Uh, Do you want to (laughs) guess what Bryce Sensabaugh's usage is right now? I was going to ask you what you thought of him, but I don't know his usage. Well, we're going to talk about him because he has been really good. 39 and a half percent he's coming off the bench right now and he has 39 and a half percent usage which is like nuts um and
0: the
1: the biggest thing that i'll see right away i need to see bryce about pass the basketball um he is taking every shot right now like he's coming off the bench and i think he's leading them in shot attempts currently um which is like wild uh i'm making sure yes he oh no he's a half an attempt behind Justice suing, but pretty close, man. But yeah, I like Bryce Sensiba a lot as a prospect. He is just like absolutely fun to watch. He's 6'6, like 240, 250. Um, I think if people had hadn't watched Ohio State in five years, they'd think that Jay Sean Tate was still playing. Uh, although very different players. Like what's been interesting is Bryce's shot hasn't fallen from deep yet to start the year, but his trajectory as a shoot not not even just direct trajectory like his history as a shooter is really really good like he's been a plus shooter on volume for a long time um I want to get deeper into his defense eventually I don't really have like a great take right now just again given who they were playing against um but like the strength-based driving is really good like he has very solid touch around the rim um he has kind of a post game he's really good facing up. Like, honestly, in some ways, like not the same, like, cause he doesn't have the same level of feel, I don't think, but like he's brings a lot to the table and kind of like what you saw with David Roddy last year at Colorado state. And like the I'm big and strong and just present problems for, for you because I'm aggressive as shit. And um, it works for him again, like finding how the passing is going to develop out is going to be really important because he needs that um, to be the best, you know, pro level prospect he can be, but the scoring and, and ability that he brings is very, very fun and very, and his, his rebounding is, is awesome. Um, like crazy good rebounder for his size on both the offensive and defensive class.
2: Yeah. I don't have too much to say here. Um, so if you want to talk about him more, or I have a couple of questions to you about their other players, but if you have more to say on him first, I guess, finish your thoughts there and then I'll ask you about, uh, another guy I want to, I want to know about. Cause I haven't, I haven't watched the house date yet. Um, but I've, but I've liked a couple players in previous years that are returners. So.
1: Well, yeah, I can, I can dive into some more of their guys. Uh, I am trying to think where I want to go with this one. Well, all right. Yeah. Well, it's been fun is like, I liked this class a lot because I feel like they have four guys who are all going to be pros at some point. Um, I'd start off by saying Felix Akpara has probably looked the least pro ready out of all of them. Um, he's done a lot of good things defensively, which, again, I'm interested to see what that looks like um, in deeper conference uh, – deeper non-com play and, and actual conference play too because he is, like, the first, like, true big they've had in a, since – who was the guy oh, – Caleb, was it uh, – which which Wesson brother was the one who ended up getting drafted? Was it Caleb? Yeah. Because that's the last like true big that they've had. Because Zed Key is like I think it's, like he's only like six eight, and he's a true big, but like he's not big, big.
2: Yeah. But, I mean, Felix. not cars... wasn't drafted, but he I know he was here. or he like he's who you're or talking, about. Like, yeah, who
1: you're talking to, about though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because I know he and his brother both played there, but um, but yeah, no. Felix has like done really good things. Um, I think a lot's just like seeing him get more accustomed to playing in this system because obviously it's very different than playing at Link. Link plays basketball in a way that I truly enjoy. I don't think that you see a lot of college coaches employ the way they play at link. Um, but yeah, really interested to see how he continues to play. out. I, the defensive flashes have been really, really fun from him. Uh, Bruce Thornton, I feel like it takes me longer to understand guards than any kind of player, but like he has done positive things on the court. I just want to see more of how it plays out. Uh, they really have let the second unit run, uh, which the second unit is literally just their entire freshman class for the most part, which is That's hilarious. Fun. That's fun. Um, Which I do think they'll, I'm interested to see if that changes. Cause I think if Bryce is going to keep playing this way, I bet that they probably move him into the starting lineup. Um, but then Roddy Gale has been fun too. Like he's interesting because he's like pretty much a straight up two guard. He's six, four, but really, really long. Um, probably not even probably like he's if, if Malachi Branham hadn't graduated, you would think that he's Malachi Branham sometimes. Like he does some of the same stuff. Like he's very, uh, Like, again, like very straight up two guard. Um, The shot is already falling for him pretty well. Um, He's had some really exciting craft finishes around the rim. And I've actually been pretty encouraged by what his playmaking looks like. Um, Like, he's had some really nice just like lobs. Um, I clipped a play earlier today. It was more like he got the ball with 15 seconds left in a possession in a a zone and nobody moved on offense. So it was just kind of like, well, let's see what the hell happens here and uh he just flicks this like he wild step through pass like cross court to bryce sense and like stuff like that like i those are the flashes that i like seeing in like games like this um so he's somebody again who i think is a pro prospect prospect eventually it just depends like the shot has to keep getting better um but they're a fun team man like they, yeah, they i'm excited, in, I'm ex- they I'm excited to watch. like justice suing is a good player he's been really good to start the year um Sean McNeil is a good shooter who can do some things with his size. Like Isaac Likely has been doing a lot of things on the basketball court for them. Um and so Zach- yeah, I wanted to
2: I wanted to ask you about suing and, and Tanner Holden. Cause I'd like suing when he was at Cal and, and Tanner Holden recently, uh, before you transferred there as well. So I was gonna ask what you thought, but then you went you went into the whole roster already. So <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> you uh, have a way of making making them sound fun. But yeah, the the San Diego State game in Maui next Monday, I believe. I'm looking forward to to watching them then.
1: Yeah, no, I'm very excited for that game because this very, this like entirely feels like a team that is still trying everything out. Like they've played nine guys, double digit minutes in each game already. Like they're still Chris Holtman is really trying to figure out this roster right now. Like they don't have anybody playing more than 24 minutes per game um, or actually Isaac, Isaac, like is playing 26, but like this team feels like very not formed yet. So I'm interested to see how they continue to play out because they are playing a fun brand of basketball so far. Um but, yeah, that's all I have in Ohio State.
2: Have you had the chance to watch uh, Turk Smith's early season at all yet or now?
1: I have not yet, but I've heard very good things.
2: Yeah, I'll go quick into that. Um, he's – looks like he's taken a jump from last year, which is great. Mm-hmm. I think that in most of the areas that you wanted to see from him, he has looked better in the first game specifically had a couple of really nice finishes was more active on defense. I think the first eight minutes or so was pretty solid. Um, still being losing his man at times and being too, too gamble heavy, but he had a lot of um, good plays there as well as the game went further on. You could just see that it might not have been the most smart stuff that he's doing and more of, okay, I want to make plays happen. I want to make plays happen. I want to make plays happen. And sort of being too active, being too gamble heavy. So he does have to tone that back a little, but I still think that's better to where, from where he was last year. And I, I'd rather see that now and have him tone it back than not show it at all, especially because he has been getting his hands in passing lanes, getting deflections, getting steals that way. Um, and then the passing as well. They don't have Seaburn anymore. He's being relied on to do a lot more. So he's getting to show his passing because he's getting trapped at times. But just seeing him pull up from like 30 feet is, is always fun to watch as well. I think that he's, showing everything that you could have asked for him to improve so far still early so we'll see how that goes but really really uh fun start to the year for for turk smith
1: yeah i'm just looking at his because they're on they're on the docket for me eventually i just again like i've tried to prioritize most of the like power five teams playing power five teams or the yeah. majors that are playing like good mid majors too um so i haven't caught up on them yet but i'm just seeing his two-point percentage right now i'm i'm very intrigued uh He's shooting 73% on twos right now, which, oh yeah, compared to what it was last year. I'm very excited about that. Um, I'm intrigued. Uh I don't have a ton to add because like again, like I just I want to see see it still, but that's all good stuff to hear. Um did you this is I didn't put this on the outline, but did you by chance watch Houston versus St. Joe's?
2: I watched parts of it. I was watching that game. actually, no, no, I I did watch the whole game. I was watching that game until the, uh, the Gonzaga Michigan state game. And then I actually came back and watched the rest after. So yeah, I have watched the whole game.
1: Okay. Um, well, I, I want to talk about it really quickly just because I know we talked about Jairus last week. Um, it was just really nice to see this cause he kind of struggled in their first game. I think it was three or 14 from the field. And then he was, uh, low key kind of dominant in this game. Um, which was fun to see. Like he shot the ball really well. um I think the coolest thing though has been like he had like three or four really nice floaters in that game. Like he's showing really good touch inside the arc, and that kind of stuff is super encouraging to me.
2: Yeah. So with the floaters, it's weird because people see his three for sixteen. I want to say it was first game. I don't remember. The... Yeah, I think it was around there. It was. Inefficient first game. I don't know the exact numbers. People see that, and they were questioning if it was just that. He did miss some mid-range shots, but he actually did miss a few of these same touch shots that he made in this game. He missed those in the first game. So obviously, dealing with small sample size, we'll see how it goes throughout the rest of the year. But he looked under control on these floaters. There was that one where... So he made two threes in the first half. Then the second half comes around. They start closing out on him. He attacks the closeout, gets into the paint, and puts up a nice floater. So that's what you want to see from him, right? Goes over four from three in the first game. He's not afraid to shoot. Goes two for four in like the first half of this game. Starts drawing closeouts, attacks the closeout, knocks down a floater. Honestly, think he probably could even play through contact and drive more, and not actually yeah. rely on the floater all the time, especially with the kind of body he has. He could maybe even be more physical on his drives, but. Yeah, I mean, the the touch looked really good in this game. I think I haven't been the, like, oh, he's been a dominant defender. I don't think I've yeah. had that feeling yet. I, um, but it was a very intriguing and promising game from him, like seeing the shot fall. But, yeah, I think those attacking fuzzers in the in the floater were really noteworthy.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And I think overall, like, his, his like, I, he's, it feels like he's still figuring out his role a little bit. Um because, like, not that his feel was bad in this game. I thought that he actually had a couple of nice passes um, and he read the floor decently. But, again, I think it's still just, like, on defense, I feel like you feel like the um, he's not sure how to assert himself sometimes. Um, like, you kind of – like, he just feels really tight in watching him. And I feel like that's – on one hand, like, I want to see that change. But also, like, he just had 23-8 and eight with two assists and two steals. Like, it's pretty good. Um, so, again, I just want to see him continue to get more comfortable. The other thing I want to mention, though – Terrence Arsenal's box score wasn't crazy in this game, but he was really good. Like, I really enjoyed him in this game.
2: Yeah. Before we go to him, one more thing I want to say about Jerris though. Yeah. I think with, with his usage going forward, I'd actually like to see them use him as the role guy more often. Yeah. I think that he has been, he has set a decent amount of ball screens, but a lot of it has been him popping, I feel like. I yeah, haven't they're seen the numbers they're
1: mostly at the four, like they're yeah. playing alongside Reggie. Chaney
2: so so I'd like to problems. see him. I like to see him roll the basket more to, to get the ball and finish himself or show some short roll passing. So I, I think that's the thing that I want to see the most with his, with his role and usage going forward is I want to see him get the ball in the roll a little bit more often. And I, I haven't looked at the numbers. I um would like to know how many times he's actually rolled to the basket so far. Cause it doesn't seem like it's happened often.
1: Yeah, it probably has not been a lot, I would imagine. And also too, like he just got to set better screens. His screening is pretty, pretty blair right now. But again, like he's he's eighteen, so I'm not gonna be too hard on him. Um, but that's stuff like again, just hopefully that that's those are things that I want to see improve as the season goes on. Um, but yeah, Terrence was like Terrence's defense really pops for me. Um like he had some I mean he's he hasn't taken a uh, a million threes. He hasn't shot super well from three yet to start the year. Again, small sample size, but like the defensive havoc and like chaos in it, I think Houston is like the perfect system for him to just be like, all right, make shit happen. Um, cause it works for everybody there. Uh, but his length, even with him being more, I think he's like more like six five than six six, it seems at least in watching him. Um, but even then, like I felt like he looked really good off the ball. He had some good moments on the ball. Um, what did you think about him?
2: Yeah, I thought I thought he was solid, maybe a little bit lower on his play than you are right now. Yeah. But I thought he was solid. I think um, on the offensive side, there was one play where I think he, on the catch, he had a swing pass that was right there available, didn't give it. I think he, he predetermined his drive pretty much instead of making the swing pass. So there's still stuff that I want to see better from him, but also on the offensive side. Had that nice attack close out, nice mid-range pull-up. I think it was on the right uh right wing on the baseline, Joe baseline, mid-range pull up, if I remember correctly. But yeah, probably a little bit lower on on his player as of now than you are, but still been still been
1: pretty good. Well, yeah, not that I think I, I you know me. I get excited about yeah. it. Not that he's been awesome, <laughs> but like I think he's he showed things that that were that were cool that I was a, that I was a fan of. Um this Houston team goes, man. They're so fun. Uh they just and they're and they're, <laughs> and, and they're good. And they're they're very good. good. Like I mean, Tremont Marks looked good. He hasn't even shot the ball well yet, and he's looked good. Like Marcus Sasser is back to be Marcus Sasser. Um, Jamal Shed is is a really good point guard. Like this, this team's fun. And Ramo- this was like, this
2: was the game. Everyone was slipping, by the way, right? Like I think I think they almost they they stopped the game for a little bit because everyone was slipping. Yeah, yeah, um, everybody was slipping. And I was like, oh, are they going to keep playing? And they they finished the game, but everyone was slipping. This game, it was really weird.
1: Yeah, it was a very very odd game. Um, did you want to hit anybody else? I do have like a couple of free throw guys I want to hit.
2: Yeah, I, I have some some guys to hit on as well. I guess I'll start with with Tyreek Key of Tennessee. Every time I've watched Tennessee so far, I think him and Josiah Jordan James have been their two clear best players so far. Which to be fair, probably isn't the most surprising because they're both experienced players. Pretty sure they're both they're both seniors. Um, Baskovi is a senior as well, but th- these two, Tyreek Key and Josiah Jordan James, have been really good. But everyone knows Josiah Jordan James, Tyreek Key. Uh, really, really good shooter. didn't play last year. He used to be at Indiana State, sat out last year and now he's here, coming off the bench, but he might be starting at some point. I guess it is a little bit hard to start him when they have um, Ziegler and Vescovi and Julian Phillips, but he uh just really, really good shooter, good score. He, he's been able to hit shots from NBA range coming off movement in the in the Gonzaga exhibition game. He had like 20 plus points as well. Just re- really someone to keep an eye on. I'm not sure to what extent I view him as a prospect yet, but as of now, I want to see him at Portsmouth 100%. But I do think uh, throughout this year, he can even make his name to be even a better prospect than that to where he might be getting an actual like combat invite or something. Uh, still a long ways to go, but he has stood out. And then like Jordan James, nice to see him hit his shots to start the year he is someone that I'm keeping a close eye on this year because my shooting database that I I put out, uh, he was, when I was, went through my findings, he was one of the guys in a a list where it was like a bunch of good shooters who, who I'm trying to remember the exact one. I don't have it in front of me. I think it was where they shot 40% from the corners, but, um, I don't remember the exact, so I don't want to, I don't want to, um, Use the wrong information here, but he was pretty much in a list of big good shooters, and he was the only one who wasn't a good shooter. So I wanted to see how he would improve a shot this year. We're still very early, but six for thirteen through two through two games. And I want to see how that goes throughout the rest of the year.
1: Definitely. And like, I mean, this is easily the highest volume of threes he's taken too, which is really nice to see. Um, I only caught like five minutes of Tennessee yesterday. I was like debating watching live, and then I saw they were getting kind of smacked by Colorado at the end. I was like, this is a game I'll come <laughs> back to eventually don't feel like it right now. I have other things to do. Um, but yeah, that, that Tennessee team, I will say Julian Phillips had some nice, nice yesterday. So yeah, interesting stuff. Uh, may have written about him, uh, just recently. So worth noting, uh, yeah, this team, they're a weird team. Um, I think we talked about them last pod. I can't remember, but, um, okay. Um, yeah,
2: so I have, I'll bring up the the student database number that I was talking about. So, um, and my, in my shooting database, I have the last three, three years, pretty much of, of shots where I've gone into synergy and gotten the NBA range of players and their shooting numbers from NBA range in college. And out of, uh, there were 12 players attempted at least 50 corner threes while shooting at least 40% on those attempts, um, which corner threes are the NBA range is pretty similar. And there was a bunch of good shooters like Marcus Howard, Turk Smith, Agbaji. Kellen Grady, Moses Moody, Brady Manick, a bunch of these kind of guys, Jaden Shackelford, and then it was Josiah Jordan-James. And he was the only one out of the 12 guys. Sorry, there were two people. Two instances out of the 12 who did not shoot 35% in their college season while doing that. It was Agbaji, who ended up coming back and was a great shooter the next year, and then Josiah Jordan-James. So I really wanted to see how he would fit in as a shooter this year after having those numbers last year. My database is still only three years of data, so it's very early. The more data we get, I think, the better it will be. But just finding some interesting findings through it, I think, is re- really a core to keep an eye on.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I also Julian Phillips did not have a great game yesterday, but the five minutes I did watch. He did do some nice things through contact, so just, just. Yeah, he follow. he had like two
2: fouls in the first couple minutes, and pretty much just didn't play the rest of the first half. Um, shot still isn't falling, but I'm pretty sure you probably saw the second half where he had a couple of really good hustle plays. I think yeah. he had like two offensive good. rebounds in the same possession. Drew a foul there, and then there was one more. But, but yeah, I know I exactly like, which. Yeah. I just
1: wanted to make out. sure people knew. I was like, I promise. I'm, I know it's yeah, the. Like, <laughs> I promise the flashes are real. Uh, but yeah, I want to hit on really quick um again that's so, i don't know how i feel about him draft eligibility wise this year but uh, malik Renault had a really good game for indiana man like I'm, I'm not beating the drum of like he needs to start but it is curious that they were getting zoned the shit out of and struggled to beat it and then malik Renault came in and they went on like a 19 to 3 run because he's just good, man. He's, he's smart and good basketball. Yeah, and and
2: but... having someone like that who knows how to just beat his own right. He, I think there was that one where he flashed to the free throw line, caught the ball, quick dump off to the block, easy layup. Like it's not the hardest thing to beat a zone if you know how to play. And I feel like a lot of teams aren't prepared for it. Yeah. Um, But it's, it's it's very very apparent when there is someone on the floor who knows how to play against his zone.
1: Yeah. No. 100. Like he's just. I really enjoy watching him play. This Indiana team is funky but good um but no like he was he was he was really good in that game i'm trying to remember who they were playing it was bethune cookman actually yeah because i remember now reggie Theus was their coach i had no idea that reggie Theus was still coaching basketball but um but yeah i'm Somebody i'm who...
2: really excited for indiana to play arizona um that would be good in december because it's two really good front courts you have two and, and bala who's looked a lot better for arizona this year yeah versus trish jackson davis and your guy, so, well, we'll yeah, see. um definitely. not that they're all great prospects or anything, but just in terms of how they match up against each other on the floor, two good front courts. It'll be fun to watch.
1: Yeah, it's. In- I, I think he ends up a multi-year player, but I think Malik ends up an NBA guy. He's good, man. I he just does. He had really good defensive plays too, like some really nice blocks. Um, just playing good defense. He's fun. Um, all right, who else do you want to get to? Um. I can bring up, I mean, you brought up Coleman Hawkins
2: as you thought was one of the best was the best prospect on Illinois last time we spoke. I think him and actually Terrence Shannon Jr. Both look pretty solid. Coleman Hawkins uh, first game in the first half went five for six from three in the first half hasn't, hasn't made a three in the last three halves that he's played. (laughs) (laughs) So, so we'll see where that goes. But yeah, I mean, I, the first play of that game, I, I think it was the first, it was in the first minute of the game. He's just running down the the left sideline, steps, catches the ball, steps into a, like a, a deep NBA three, zero hesitation, rises, makes it right away, and I'm like, oh, okay, we're getting that this year. Yeah. And then the rest of the half, he plays, Basically. shoots really well. Um, <laughs> he he shot really well that half. Then then the next game, he missed his first two or three shots in like the first four or five minutes. Don't think he shot again for the rest of the half, which was not ideal. But you see him getting some deflections on defense. You see him driving and being able to make some of the passes i posted a clip of his flexibility on the pass where he drove got under the rim drew like two defenders and and whipped it to the opposite wing um, in traffic at his size is just really ridiculous i think he had a nice poster in the second game as well so he's been solid but terrence janner jr his his first step has been so good and and he looks a little bit more explosive to me this year to be honest but the, the first step with him has has looked really really solid um shot not looking so good there but th- those two have been fun to watch but yeah I mean you brought up Coleman Hawkins you thought ha- have you seen any of them yet or haven't have no a I here?
1: need to I need to watch Illinois still but this team is fun like I was just going back through um like I really like trying to see who maybe got underrated by RSCI that is is popping and like again it's early but since you're Harris and jade and Epps have both done really nice things uh getting her some early time and i think they're actually going to play a bit this year um based on how the rotation has looked already um i mean yeah i this is a team because their their schedule has been very late to start the year so i want to see them uh you know once they step up in competition um but especially with i mean TSJ is getting in line 11 times a game right now so that's pretty cool yeah i still um, don't
2: think he's uh yeah, I'm I'm still still very up on the shot, right? Like I I still don't know where I land on the shot. He's had stretches where he has shot the ball well, but some of it's been more off the dribble versus catch and shoot. So I I still am not really sure where I land on his shot, but I'm I'm happy that he. I think I think they'll be fun to watch this year and i uh, maybe i mean i talked some some bad stuff about the big 10 last week but i mean uh, there might be yeah. some big 10 basketball i'm enjoying watching this year so we'll yeah, see how I that mean, goes hey
1: come on man just wait hunter dickinson's gonna you know beat. up a... I i don't know I, I won't go there but hunter dickinson's gonna call you too small even though like no shit but uh yeah uh <laughs> did you have anybody else you want to get to or are we good to move on to the nba
2: so I'll give a few shout I won't go into every player, but I'll give a few more names that I want to mention that I think have played well to start of the year. Uh, I think David Jones with St. John's has looked really solid. Um, yeah, handle. He's had a few nice handle plays where he's gotten to step backs and create space. Shot looks good. Has been um, intriguing when he was at DePaul, but was never consistent with the shot. So I want to see how the shot looks all year this year. If the shot is consistent, I think he is a prospect. Peyton Sanford for Iowa has looked solid to start. Joe and his space creation and his, his being able to get into his mid-range shots and shot making has been good. Karen Armstrong with Cal Baptist looked pretty good last year. Intriguing as a freshman. This year, he's already um, looked a little bit better to me. Obviously, we're, we're going to say we're, it's still early for everyone. The shot looks a little bit better. Had a really nice uh, step back three off the dribble. In their recent game where he uses handles to create space and the step back as well, knocked that down. Seems like he's getting to the basket more often than he was able to get there last year as well, although the finishing when he's there is still not ideal. Um, a couple more guys, I think Ryan Dunn, Virginia, defensive playmaker, pretty intriguing. And then Brandon Podjemski at Santa Clara. Jalen Williams is not there anymore, but he has been an unreal scorer to start the year. Yeah, he's uh, the to-
1: NCAA in points per game right now. So
2: yeah, so he is someone that uh needs to show a little bit like passing and some other stuff, but from a scoring standpoint, he he can score the ball. But that that's from player. I mean, there's a lot more guys I can talk about, but that's all I wanted to give a shout-out to quickly.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's a good start. Um, yeah, I don't have anybody else I want to shout out uh for now, but cool. Let's move into the NBA because I know you and I wanted to talk about some guys uh who will just on their obviously rookies right now, but you know, obviously like we mentioned, we'll talk about rookie skill guys moving forward, but we just want to talk about the top five rookies right now. And I think we did this on top five draft picks, correct? Yeah.
2: yeah. We, we said six because Chet's not playing. So we're oh, gonna, yeah Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, did you think Powell was going to look this good to, to start?
2: To start? No. Um, I did think that having the NBA spacing would help him a decent amount, to be honest. I thought that it was just allow him to get to more of his game. And we've seen him like bully his way to the rim more often this year than I think that we did all of his college season. Like they were, I, I one of my concerns, not concerns, but. I, one of my things with his game last year was I wanted him to get to the basket more often. No. And it's not, and I wasn't like concerned. Oh, he can't do it. Cause I always said, I think the NBA spacing will help him out, but it's been good to see that actually help him out there are times where you just see him grab a rebound and he just takes the ball all the way up the court and gets through him himself and it's just been a lot of fun to watch I didn't no i did not think he would be this good right away but i i he showed a lot of what he has shown like flashes of so it's not surprising either
1: yeah no i agree i, th- I would i think that's a, the right line like not surprising but definitely like did not expect him to like break Uh, LeBron James's record like that uh I think that's I'm pretty sure it was LeBron LeBron James's record for like most uh back-to-back 20-point games in uh to start a rookie year and like yeah I think obviously like the shot's gonna be a question but I think probably too much has been made out of Orlando's shooting as a whole because like I I mean him and Franz struggling from three is probably a pretty decent byproduct of what the overall floor spacing in Orlando has been to start the year with. I mean, also just worth noting, like every guard possible there has been out to start the year. Like Jalen Suggs missed four or five games. Cole Anthony, I don't even think has returned to play yet. Like,
2: And they dealt with this last year as well, to an extent. Yeah. This, this is where Franz got his opportunity last year because they dealt like he got so many extra on-ball reps last year because they were having so many injuries to their guards, which ended up, being a positive for him. Like obviously we don't want anyone to be hurt, but for his actual development, it ended up working out for him. But yeah, I mean, they I don't know what's going on with the the guards getting injured. It's really unfortunate. But uh yeah, I think that does make sense. But it's cool to see like I mean we're not going to go too deep into anyone else. But Jalen Suggs has been has a couple of really nice games and
1: yeah. Yeah. He's looked a lot better. I wrote about him recently uh for anybody who wants to read about him uh over at Dime Up Rocks. Um I think the biggest thing, well, number one, just looking through his numbers again, only thirty-eight and a half percent of his twos are assisted on right now, which is like kind of what makes this even more impressive. Like I do think on one hand, like one of the things I want to see is like, by nature of what he's doing with the ball in his hands, he's going to have to take off the dribble threes. And I think that'll get there eventually um, just because I, I think you and I are both believers in his shot um, long-term. Um, but I do think like for right now, I'd probably rather see him take more catch and shoot threes. Um But, I mean, that, you know, again, part of the nature of having so many guards out has has been that. But, I mean, like some of the poster dunks he's had, like even more so, like I think just his feel with the ball in his hands, um, his ability to create as more of a, again, like not a quote unquote primary playmaker. But like there's always going to be like, oh, well, is he really a primary? I think his assist numbers would be like closer to five or six if he was playing on a team that could shoot. Like, oh, hundred percent. And and you can go back to his
2: college film as well. And I, I do think as the year went on, like I do think early in the year he was missing some reeves, but as the year went on, his passing clearly improved throughout all of last year. And I think it's looked pretty solid this year. Yeah, a lot of potential assists. It happens on on young teams. But yeah, if they had better shooting, he definitely would be having more assists a game right now. But He's just showing the skills and 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 the handles into getting some of his shots as well is just really really fun. What what where have you been on his on his defense though?
1: Yeah, uh, obviously not good. Um, I think that for the most part, like his defense has been the worst in the starting lineup. Um, which is, I mean, to be fair, like I think Franz can be an all defense guy at some point. Wendell is gonna be an all defense guy at some point. Like, there's a lot of guys who can play defense in the starting lineup, but. Part of what's been frustrating is I do think their defense is taking a step back here this year in due part because of Paolo being in the starting lineup. Um, And I think they're still trying to find their way of how they want to play defense. They morph so much in what they do lineup-wise. But the biggest thing has just been his his ball containment has been pretty awful to start the year, which I think we expected. That's going to be stuff that I think will improve and needs to improve in time because I fully think he's capable of doing it. Um, yeah, I don't like
2: throwing out the word lazy, but it just seemed like he has been lazy at times, like with, with closeouts or keeping guys in front of him. Where like, he will like close out on them, but like not get into a stance or not really try to stay with them on a drive. So I don't want to use the word lazy, but it does seem like there's been some laziness on, on the defensive end, which is unfortunate, but he's a rookie. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes from there. But even with the pessimism about the defense so far. The, the offense has been so fun to where he's just been an amazing rookie still.
1: Well, yeah, and I mean, the biggest thing that we'd even hit on, he's averaging 8.3 free throws per game, and it's not gimmicky. Like, it yeah. is very real. <laughs> like, he's just – he's so powerful. He's so quick at his size. Like, the handle lets him get wherever he wants to. Like, it, that that aspect is more than I expected. I think that's what's been the biggest surprise for me has been the free throw drawing.
2: Yeah, I think I agree with that because you don't see rookies get these – calls that he's getting either not that he shouldn't get the calls but you see like Cade sometimes struggle to get to the line or Lamello early on couldn't get to the line he is just getting to the
1: line at will pretty much and it's, it's great to see definitely um one last thing I do want to say about the defense I do actually think he's had one thing that I felt got like kind of underrated with him I think he was a much better rim protector than he got credit for. Not that he's a good primary 100%. rim protector, but like his help side defense can be pretty good when he's locked in. And I do think that has kind of shown out at, at times when he has been engaged on defense. So, um, uh, yeah, I think that was one of the
2: more intriguing parts of his game for me, honestly, yeah. uh, last year. Yeah. So I As, like you said, not, not the primary rim protector, but the secondary rim protection was. Yeah. And especially
1: so, yeah. for a team that like has so much length and already has like I mean, Wendell's already one of the best rim protectors in the NBA, like having as many guys who can help out around the rim as possible is nice. So I just want to hit on that really quick. Um, Let's talk about Jabari because Jabari, because we're just going in draft. Um, Jabari's had a really rough start to the year. Um, And I think that there's a lot of ways to parse this one out, but I'll just turn over to you real quick before I launch into this. Where are you at with with Jabari's starts of the year?
2: Yeah, it's tough, especially with someone like him when the shots not falling. Um, how he's going to get viewed, because he doesn't bring that much else on offense besides the shot. And I think that was one of the criticisms about him as a prospect is the handle wasn't great, wasn't really good to get into the room himself. So if the shot wasn't there, what he was going to, what was he going to bring for you on offense? So when the shots not falling, which I think a lot of people for fair reason, we're so confident in his shot because he has been such a great shooter, which is why I'm not too worried about the shot at least. Um, But I think people didn't really expect him to struggle shooting at all, which probably wasn't fair. Everyone could have a s- struggle shooting start to the year, even a full season. He's a rookie. The line came back a few, like it's not the same range. He's always shot. So I want to say like, it's understandable why he's had some struggles but it also was some of the criticisms about him as a prospect. But I still think he's seen some nice defensive flashes from him. And I think that's cool to see. But it all comes down to the shot with him. Because if the shot doesn't end up coming around, I will be pretty worried. But yeah, I, I think it's sort of understandable. There, It's okay. Or it's understandable also why people are overreacting because other rookies have looked so good. But it's still really early. It's probably a little bit too unfair because if he even if he doesn't get the handle or gets the rim as much as you want if he can shoot really well at that size and bring good defense that's still a really valuable player to have
1: yeah and i think uh what's been difficult for me is it's it all just comes down to rock's utilization for me i think part of this is a slump getting used to um playing as nba athlete's not just being able to shoot over everybody i do think that has been a struggle for him especially like in the paint like it's weird because he has stretches early on like even in like watching him at um at summer league and uh in preseason like it felt like he just wanted to try and drive everything and I feel like he's not that he struggled with that in the NBA but I feel like he's been more like kind of caught in between the two at times and he's still trying to find his way with that which again like that's stuff that takes time I think talking to even all-stars like there are people who still are like trying to figure that out for themselves so I get it on one hand um But what's been difficult is it feels like they really don't run a lot for him. And I think part of what made Jabari so good at Auburn is a lot of – it wasn't just like, okay, we're going to set you up off ball and you'll be fine. Like, they ran stuff for him to get the ball off ball. And a lot of it ended up being three-pointers. But, like, I think that's been my issue with Houston right now is um, they're asking him to, all right, just be outside the play. Again, like, he needs to be able to knock those shots down. He's getting a lot of open threes. And he's missing them, but I think part of it is a rhythm thing too, because he like he's been very low on the pecking order for them right now. Like he's yeah. taking eleven shots per game, which is probably fourth on the team. I'm looking right now. Um
2: yeah, and you compare that to the early season, like he had 17 first game, 14 next game. Like he, he was shooting a lot more early in the season, but I think that's the problem. Like I like Houston's young guys, but they don't really to me don't really fit well together. And that's what makes it tough um for, for the young guys to succeed is when they don't fit well together because now they're all asked to do stuff that they shouldn't be asked to do or they're not put in the best position to succeed. So that's, I think, uh, like you said, just the, what he's been asked or how they're putting him in. And then the roster construction has been a little bit tough for him.
1: The one last thing I would say too, I really hate what they're doing with him defensively. They're like playing him like a big at times. And I think that's just kind of a misutilization of his talent. Like, he doesn't really know how to play drop defense right now because he's never really been a drop defender. And, like, he actually has had like, – like, I mean, he he shows stuff as a as a room protector at times, which I've liked to clip some of the other days. Got good reactivity. But, like, I just think if you're not using him as – I mean, he's the best perimeter defender on the team. He should be – like, he's somebody who I think has all defense potential. Like, figure it out. Like, play better. I don't know. Like, it's yeah. just – yeah, that kind of stuff has been frustrating to watch. Like, watching him – be used in like playing drop on on four or five picker rolls. like what the fuck are we doing here like it's just it's very odd stuff but yeah well we can we can move on to the next player because it's making me mad but um <laughs> uh Jay ivy what have you thought of Jay ivy
2: i've loved Jay ivy so far this year though i haven't watched the last since since college basketball has started my NBA intake has been a little bit lower just because there's been so, so much to catch up on. Um, but from what I have seen up until this last week is I had just loved everything that I've seen from him. I think that Detroit was one of the best, if not the best spot for him to land. I think him and Cade play well off each other very well. Even going back to the preseason, just I love seeing how Jaden Ivy looks for cuts when Cade has the ball. Um, but yeah, I think that, with Jaden Ivey, he has looked like the passing. I, I was one of the more optimistic ones, I feel like, with his passing and his on-ball stuff last year. And I've liked what I've seen there this year as well. I think he's still being able to get into the paint when he wants and showing some nice passing. The shot has looked all right, I want to say. I feel like it's been up and down, and it's, it's still tough to look at the percentages because we're still so early in the year. I feel like he has percentages that are good one day the next day he has a bad shooting night and it's back low so I don't want to talk on the percentages there but I think the shot has looked all right um but yeah I, I'm I'm just really happy with his place in Detroit I think him and Cade play off each other very very well
1: yeah I've been pretty encouraged like uh or encouraged like I expected him to look really good to be honest and I think he has like you mentioned I think the passing has translated well um I think the bigger thing is just going to be like i mean it, it's been the same stuff with the defense like i think that he is he does some things fine offensively he drifts a lot but also like he just needs to get more accustomed to like oh i don't have as much gamble room as i think i do um because yeah. that was like he got away with a lot at purdue and i think he's gotten bitten quite a bit in detroit um it has been interesting because it feels like especially over the last week or so um he's had to face more uh not that he hasn't faced good rim protectors before, but like, I feel like he's kind of encountered more uh, rim protectors who can kind of ask him to do different things. And I think he's responded well in spurts. Like actually I thought he was pretty good in the game against Cleveland. that They recently played. Um, I continue to be really impressed with some of the stuff that he tries. He pulls out some really, really nice things as a finisher. I think again, it's just, like he's shown some some of the baseline
2: finishes like just starting to interrupt but some of the baseline finishes have been unreal with with the left hand also like he's had some ridiculous finishes
1: yeah definitely and like they played a back-to-back against milwaukee and the first game against milwaukee was really good game that they almost won second one brooke lopez like really gave him fits (laughs) but then i again like i think that's going to be the kind of thing where like he just is continuing to learn the his how he finishes through contact and stuff like that just because he's so dynamic he's never really had to do like he's just been able to punch it on anybody um but again like overall really encouraged like i like he's shooting 40 percent from three to ten feet right now which i don't like i I think part of that is like it's inflated because the rim rim numbers are weird um but in general i still want to see more of like him trying to figure out pacing and going slow um like but a, I think he's, he's
2: tried to show that at times as well, right? I think yeah. he's he's looked for that a little bit. And, and going back to last year, I want to say it was the Iowa game specifically where I, yeah. no, where I noticed it, where it looked like he was trying to slow his pace down in the pick and roll, probably too much. Like it looked like he made it a point yeah, to try play course. at a different pace, which to be honest, I didn't care about much. Like I didn't think it was a bad thing. I thought it was actually good that he's trying to play at different paces, even if it wasn't the best for him in that specific game, I think it's good for his development long-term to experiment there. So I, I think he has shown it a little bit this year, but I agree with you to where he wants to learn more, but going back to how he was as a prospect, he he halfway through the season, he did try to experiment with it a little bit more often. So we'll see if that, if that comes into the NBA as well.
1: Definitely. Um. All right. So now let's talk about Keegan Murray. Um, love Keegan Murray uh first of all condolences to him I know he had uh if I remember correctly I think it was his mom tweeted out because he he has had a, a little bit of a rough stretch of games he was awesome last night against the Warriors um but he had a family member attend his game in Charlotte and had a stroke at the game um so I just you know hope he and his family are doing okay um but yeah I mean just looking at raw numbers right now just to put out for, for people he's not getting the line much which I do think that's something to talk about but Uh, averaging 13 points four boards and assists and just about two steals and a block um i I mean combined two stocks uh he's finally starting uh after not starting the year 38.6 percent from three on almost six and a half attempts per game he's had a really nice start to the year for me for a team that has absolutely needed him to what have you thought of keegan murray so far this year
2: yeah i think it's been a really promising start and you can go back to summer league and preseason as well. I think he's he's been, fr- from the from the time he got drafted up until now, pretty promising. I think that he has shown more of what he can do on offense than he did at Iowa, which I thought that he showed it at times at Iowa that he can do some stuff with the dribble, um, off the dribble a little bit more. But it wasn't consistent at all. Sometimes you would just watch a game and it would be just shooting threes or bullying smaller players. But I think he's done a little bit more. And then the shot versatility has been even better. Um, now than it was in college. And you see him getting some threes out of DHOs or off movement, spotting up, had the toxin close-up with the floater. I think there was that one Miami game where he had Tyler Harrow on him. Um I think it might I don't know if it was back to back possessions or not, but he had Tyler Harrow on him, hit a step back three and ISO against him on one possession, and then later on takes Tyler Harrow into the post and bullies him because he's a smaller player. So just seeing how he's able to take advantage of mismatches as well still translate to this level to a certain extent has been great. Um but yeah I, I've been really really encouraged with his start to the season, even though, like you said, he has been a little bit of a slump the last week or so. I haven't been able to watch the last week or so, like I said, but from from the early early season returns has been very promising.
1: Yeah. And I think the other thing I went into like his defense has been interesting. Well, I think it's tough because like just noting what the defensive environment is. This is not a great defensive roster. They're trying to figure things out. And I think they are to an extent. Like they're they're finding ways to make things work. Um, I've been pretty like I say, again, encouraged like sounds like too much. Again, I don't think that he's gonna be like an all-defense guy, but I do think he's shown a little bit more to defend smaller players than I think I expected. Not perfect. Like, I don't think that he's a plus defensively right now. We mostly I know you and I both like liked him a lot more on rotations and stuff last year, and I think he has shown good stuff with that. But I have been like – there have been some flashes of him doing more stuff defending uh, smaller players on the perimeter that have been like, okay, cool. Like, I like seeing that.
2: Yeah, and one more thing, back to the offense for a sec, is – I mean, I know you talked about his, his – what's it called? Three-point volume. But I think that's been really great to see, just seeing how many threes he's able to take He's shooting there's games where he shoots seven, eight, nine, ten threes. and if he's able to to shoot that many threes and hit him at a thirty eight to forty percent rate with the versatility that he has, that's just a really good player right there. um yeah, it's very nice to see him play well,
1: yeah. I mean, he's hit a three in every game except for one, which has been like that's been impressive stuff. um and like granted, like he was with as many as he takes, you expect him to, to hit a three every game but like there guys we don't so good stuff to see uh yeah he just had a 21 and four night last night against Golden State and a win and was absolutely huge closing too so good stuff to see um yeah last we could close out on Benedict Matherin who I think uh has been pretty much by far the most surprising at least lottery pick for people. Averaging 19.9 points, four boards, two assists right now on 46, 45, 83 splits. Um, You are the Benedict Matherin expert, so where do do you want to start on this one?
2: I think, like I mentioned with Ivy, I think he also went to a a spot that was really, really good for him. Indiana has done a very good job putting him in position to succeed. You, You, Caitlin, and I talked about this on the pod actually as well, so we've gone through this a lot but they were just going to put him in position to succeed. They're running him off screens, um, staggers, pin downs, whatever it is, getting him the ball. But I think the one thing that I'm really happy to see with him that's translated from college to here is even when the shot's not fouling, he's being aggressive and he's getting to the free throw line. And I think that showed at Arizona as well. When the shot wasn't falling, he still found ways to impact the game. And it's nice to see him get to the free throw line a decent amount as a rookie as well.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's something I I uh, noted on a on a thread earlier this week, or it was it was last week. Um, I feel like I underrated Benedict and Keegan just for the fact that like they score easy buckets, which sounds like no shit, like that's duh, that's It's important. important though, but like legitimately, like like you mentioned, like even if Keegan or or Benedict their shots aren't falling, they they find ways to make an impact. Like they find ways to to attack the glass still, or just be aggressive within the offense i think that's been really impressive for him like his cutting has been good uh he's averaging over an offensive rebound per game like he's been really dynamic attacking the glass flying in for putbacks and stuff um and it's crazy to, to think about it like if you just go to the last three games of the
2: tournament he had a half where he gonna shoot the basketball he got to the free throw line he had Uh, times where he was getting offensive rebounds at the end of the TCU game. Right. Like Mm -hmm. you can just see like all this stuff that he's showing now, he showed in like a very small sample size, which you want to see more, but all this was shown in the tournament without the shot falling. So it's just cool to see that translate early on in his NBA career, especially because the shot has been fine for the most part as well.
1: Yeah. The shot's been more than fine. (laughs) It's, I mean, yeah, he's shooting 45% from three. He's taken 75 already in 12 games. And it's, like, of all varieties. Like, it's not, like, full-on, like, A-plus, like, A-grade shooter, Doug McDermott-level flying off screens. But, like, he's doing – he's taking pull-ups. Um, he's doing, like, ISO size-up jabs, pulling back, snatching back, and shooting um, It's transition threes. He's doing stuff on relocation. Like, it's been really, really impressive stuff. Um uh, one thing to note, like, obviously he's not going to shoot 45% of three for the whole year. I do think like, and this is not to be like negative on Ben, but more like, I do think it's worth noting. Yeah. It's not going to look the same the entire year, but more like the things that have popped for me, like the finishing through contact and stuff. Has been Yes. Really I was going to bring that to up as well. I do think like there are, again, I think part of it is like, it's worth noting that his scoring approach is really tough on the interior and that there's going to have to be some improvements there, but it's stuff that I wasn't even like sure about him doing like coming into the year. Like part of, like you mentioned, part of it has been how well they scripted things for him to get his looks. Um, but also like he's just really good. He's got a knack for tough finishes, which has been uh really impressive to see. Um, and like you mentioned with the free throw stuff too, like he's averaging six free throws a game. Like that that stuff and what's crazy too, Caitlin and I were talking about this, like it feels replicable. Like it's not just like he's getting rift fouls like these are like very much like i'm athletic as shit and getting to the rim um or i'm flying in to attack the glass like he's getting he's earning his fouls like so that stuff has been really nice to see um yeah and like you said he won't
2: most likely won't shoot 45 percent this year from three but even if the shot comes down a little and the finishing comes down a little he's still going to be playing pretty well like he He's playing so well right now that some there could be some regression and he's still a good rookie. So overall, I think you got to be happy. I will say the defense still has been concerning for me off ball. He does get lost a decent amount still, which was a problem at Arizona. I've, I say this all the time. When I bring him up, but there were times at Arizona where probably three times last year where there was a close game at the end of the game and he just missed a rotation or a closeout and give up an open three in a close game. Arizona end up winning most of those games still, but you can't have those kind of breakdowns. But with him, he was such a solid offensive prospect. And I do think that the on-ball defense has flashes as well. I'm I'm a little bit pessimistic about the long-term off-ball defense still. I think there is some kind of hope to where he can just make some rotations and use athleticism, but I wouldn't say I'm positive. um, Optimistic there. But I do think there is some
1: hope for optimism with the on-ball defense long term, at least with him. Yeah, I agree. the The defense has been kind of a mess from him, and in fairness, it's kind of been the Pacers at large. Um, but yeah, it's it has been the, the off-ball defense has been very bad to start. Um, so I'm hoping that that improves and gets better. Uh, but I, I'm I'm with you in thinking that that is uh is not going to change all that much. Uh, Maybe it gets like I think it gets a little bit better, but I don't think it's yeah. ever.
2: I don't want to think ever, but like.
1: All I don't think it's ever going to be a strength. Um, yeah, I don't
2: think it's going to be something that where it's like, oh, it's a positive for the team. I think yeah. you can hide it a little bit better to where it's not a big negative, though.
1: Yeah.
2: Or at least no, you I agree.
1: Um, What did I want to hit on anything? I'm trying to remember if I want to hit on anything else with Benedict. Um, well, I think the last thing I'd say on him, it's just like he's somebody who I think to me is really important to note in – The importance of who's drafting a player um because like again this is not to fully dispel the fact that he just hasn't shot well to start the year but like i think you know jabari goes somewhere that is like fully utilizing him in a different way like you're thinking differently about how the guy looks like if benedict goes to let's say benedict gets drafted by houston probably doesn't look as awesome for him like so it's just important to always note those things and, and how important environment and fit is too for 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 a guy um
2: yeah, having a having a plan for a player, this isn't specific to Chabari or Matthew or anyone, just in general, having a plan for a player and knowing what their strengths are and putting them in a position to succeed is, is so important for for rookies, but just role players in general. Like just players in general. We've seen guys break out as role players because they're finally put in a position to succeed. And there probably are players who are not in the NBA who could provide good value if they were given the right opportunity. And there are players in the NBA who if they weren't given the right opportunity probably wouldn't be in the league. Right. So their just role is so, so important. And I think that that's a lot of the time forgot with the draft, but obviously you have to be talented in the first place. Like it it still does come down to talent, but there is a lot of stuff that you can do to help a player be put in a position to succeed.
1: Definitely. Um, Well, yeah, man, I think this was an absolute blast. I am excited. Before we stop, actually, yeah, yeah. should we
2: give should we give a couple games for this week that we're excited yes, to watch?
1: Yes, I did not even think about that. Yes, pull yours up. I gotta, I gotta actually. Let me grab my phone really quick. Uh, so right, yeah. start so no,
2: I'll, I'll start first. Yeah. So I, I think everyone is excited for the Champions Classic this week. So I'm not going to bring up any of those games. Um, but two other games that I'm excited for is we get Gonzaga, Kentucky. Um, I think that's going to be next Sunday. Uh Yeah, Sunday, November 20th against Zag, Kentucky. So I'm excited for that game. And then also Baylor, Virginia this week should be intriguing. That's going to be on Friday, November 18th. Like I mentioned earlier on Virginia, Ryan Dunn has been pretty solid this year, pretty intriguing as a defensive playmaker, but I think we finally get to see Baylor go up against a solid team as well. So Baylor, Virginia, and Gonzaga, Kentucky, are my two outside of the Champions Classic, which we know everyone's excited for.
1: Yeah, well, obviously, Northwestern Georgetown is the headliner tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, I am kind of excited to watch Dayton UNLV just because, again, step up in talent for for Dayton. Uh, SMU is actually decent, so I, I don't want to slander them. Um, Vanderbilt-Temple could be interesting to step up for Kalief Battle. Uh, Temple actually played really well and ended up beating Villanova, a game that I still need to go back and watch uh michigan and pittsburgh which we hit on earlier this week if i remember correctly um
2: and yeah, in, in future weeks i will give more of the uh, mid-major games but this week with with us having so few top matchups last week i was just so focused on any the top matchups this week because i i can't wait for these top guys to go and top teams to go against each other but in future weeks like you'll get a like I said, I enjoyed the UNC Asheville UCF game. You'll get more of those from me in future weeks for sure.
1: <laughs> definitely. Uh, did you already say Gonzaga, Texas?
2: I did not say that one. I said Gonzaga, Kentucky.
1: Okay, well I am very excited for Gonzaga, Texas because Texas has not played anybody yet um, and that roster is just interesting to me. Tyrese Hunter has looked awesome. Um, somebody who I definitely need to take like a deeper dive into what he's doing this year. Um, but that game was – I I remember that game not being all that close last year uh, because Chet was just dominant and Texas couldn't score for shit. Um, they don't have chat this year, so it should be different. So I'm excited to see what that looks like. Um, I'm scrolling. So... I guess I'll, I'll
2: shout out Pepperdine Irvine um, Saturday. Irvine just beat Oregon. And Pepperdine, obviously, I'm a big fan of some of their players. I think I actually didn't talk about them. Houston Millett and Maxwell Lewis, they have both had a solid start to the year. I think Millett's first game of the season was probably was everything you wanted to see from him. He put a lot of his flashes that he showed aside from shot making last year together was some solid passing, some solid defense. Struggled in the second game, though. Third game was back to shooting. I want to say with him, I want to see him attack the basket more often. I will probably say that a lot this year. As for Maxwell Lewis, I think he has been a much improved passer so far this year, making decisions quicker. There are times where he still forces up those heat check bad shots, but the passing has looked solid. Um, compared to last year with the decision making, and then the defense is still hit or miss, but you are seeing the flashes there. So, very good start to the year for both of them and Pepperdine. And they play Irvine this week, and they play UCLA next week, actually, as well.
1: Well, awesome. I'm excited for that. Also, as a shout, uh, Oregon obviously dropped to to UC Irvine, but Oregon Houston should be a fun one to see as well as a step up in competition for Houston, um, with a more dynamic front court than they've had to play against this year. So, that will be fun. Um, but I think that closes out for us, man. Yeah, um, I
2: guess we have Illinois UCLA as well this week, actually.
1: Oh, that is good. I like that. Yes.
2: One. So we get that. And then yeah, that's good. Cause we get Creighton, Texas Tech next Monday. Um, but that's that's Maui. That's Maui. And the Thanksgiving tournament games are going to be a lot to 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 watch and to talk about. We'll have a lot of stuff for that.
1: Without a doubt. Well, Zach, this was fun, man. To everyone listening, thank you for listening. If you haven't already, be sure to go rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, Hit us up if you have any questions. Uh, Subscribe to Zach's Patreon. Subscribe to my Patreon. I'll have links for those down below. Most importantly, have a good rest of your day.
0: Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at.